Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Oh, hi. What's up, IDP Army? It's Jordan Reigns at 50 Shades of Drunk. I am in Detroit, Michigan right now on vacation. That's why the studio is different. That's why I'm wearing a collar shirt. And that may be why the connection is dog shit. So I apologize, but I did not want to leave y'all hanging. So if you're in the comments, you have some questions about who to start this week, I would love to answer them as far as the rankings. Go check out idparmy.com. Um, my rankings have been hit or miss this year, so but I'm going to give you all the best uh, advice I can. So stick around. Hopefully we have a good show and the connection doesn't drive me so insane that I jump out the window. This is insanity. My computer is so 
the internet here is so bad, y'all. Like, I feel like I'm in, like, Windows 98 in the year 1999 right now. Like, I'm the... Mm. Can y'all hear me? This is a disaster. Okay, if you can hear me, I'll just talk. Like, like I said, on, on my back end, everything is fucked right now. Like, my screen's frozen. I can't push any buttons. It's still running like the, the intro video, which I has been done for two minutes. So, work with me here, y'all. I'm going to do my best. <sighs> so, we got questions here in the... Um, and I can't pull the questions onto the screen either because my mouse isn't working. So, I'm going to do my best, try and keep up with everybody up a little farther. Um, Andy, I think it was, asked about Melvin Ingram tonight or Ogba. I don't think you can go wrong with either. I think Ogba is going to be the prudent play, though. I don't think you can go wrong with either. It's tough if you have both of them because um, you're. I would want to put them both out there. Joe Burrow gets sacked a lot, um, and this Miami defense is just as good as their offense, um, and their offense is pretty dang good. Um, so hopefully that gives you some insights into what I'm thinking. I just really like Emmanuel Ogba because, you know, it's slow and steady. You know what you're going to get. If you want to catch a big game, I might go Ingram. So let's see. We've got here some other questions. Thoughts on Trey Hendrickson versus Miami tonight? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm still on Trey Hendrickson as well. Um, I said something. I had Mace on the the uh, waiver wire show this last week, and we talked a little bit about, you know, just how you look at players and how they score. Uh, Trey Hendrickson, even though he doesn't get the snaps, you know, that everybody wants, he gets the points that everybody wants, and he's a good player. Uh, I know it took a little while for the PFF grades to catch up and for all the other people to decide that he was good enough. Uh, but if you've been watching this channel, you know we've been, we've been, for lack of a better word, on his dick for like two years, so. All good, says Shaz. Appreciate it. Can you reboot? No, it's the internet. It's I'm I'm at this ritzy hotel, and you know ritzy hotel. Of course, the the free internet sucks. So by for like fifteen dollars a day, I can get better internet, and for twenty five dollars a day, I can get even better internet. So I'm doing what I can, y'all. Um, as long as you're getting my voice through, though, I mean, I'm, I'm happy to sit here and answer your questions. Can you reboot? No, I'm sorry, Albert. That's this can't. Um, somebody dropped Cody Barton, and I'm just reading these from the chat because I can't pull them onto the screen. Sorry. Uh, someone dropped Cody Barton for Zier Franklin. Already have Bobby Wagner, Levante De, 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 De David. Oh, wow. Now, y'all should see what I'm working with back here. Uh, Jacob Felix and Zaven Collins. Should I drop anyone to pick up Cody Barton? Hmm, that's a good question. Barton is probably worth rostering, but, I mean, you have some good guys on your team right now. You have Bobby Wagner. You have Levante David. You have Zayvon Collins. You don't have to go get every new shiny toy that's on the waiver wire. You know what I mean? Like, if you have a solid team, you're winning games, you know you feel good about your depth, I wouldn't drop everything. You know what I mean? To just try and go get Cody Barton because he's available. So I mean, hopefully that uh yeah. So I wouldn't I wouldn't drop any of those guys to go pick up Cody Barton. 
All right, we got Anthony Ballister in here. What's up? We got Ken Vasquez in here. We got Albert. We got OJ, Derek Tickle, Lunch Table Legend. I'll give you all shout outs since I can't pull you up on screen. Um, how do you feel about Wise, DE for New England? Yeah, Mace brought up some good points on Monday on the Waiver Wire show. I mean, he's, you guys know me. I mean, I have my biases and I don't pretend I don't. So I'm very biased against the Patriots. So I don't pay a lot of attention to the Patriots players. I don't put a lot of them on my teams. But like I said, Mace pointed out, he has been very productive this year. He has four sacks, I think, of what his total is, which is like most in the league or tied with most in the league, or maybe half behind. So those are numbers you can't ignore. So I, I think he's, you know, somebody we need to be. I'm doing my part to try to become more hip to the vibe, if that makes sense. So shout out to Mace for putting me on him. And uh, I think if you if you need defensive end help, He's a good a good a guy you could look at. Should I drop Kyle Hamilton or do you think he'll break out? Just drop him. Move on. Um, he'll be good next year or later this year. You can pick him back up. Should I drop Brandon Jones because he's questionable for Thursday night football or for Julian Love? I would wait up until you up until, you know what I mean? Um, if he I guess we'll get the injury reports in like an hour. So if he is not gonna be out. Yeah, I mean, you'd have, I'm fine with that move, you know. Nobody's going to run out there to pick him up if he, like, doesn't play tonight. He's not going to have a score after this week. So, I'm okay with that. I got yeah, I can't even scroll up, guys, so I got to keep up with these questions. All right, my man, thank you. Yeah, sure thing, infinite possibilities. Happy to be here. Albert S. says, Diablo or Nuosu uh, this week in a big play league? Ooh, that's tough. I don't trust Nuosu, you know what I mean? In a big play league, I don't know what your big plays are or how they're scored. You know what I mean? So that's a little bit of – it's a little tough to answer. So I'd probably go Diablo. What's good? He says, Anthony, yo, 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 what it do? I would maybe drop Zavin for Cody uh, Barton. That's what uh, Derek here is saying in the comments. Again, you know, you could. You could. Um, but I, I like Zavin Collins right now. I like kind of his role that he has with the, 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 the birds, the Cardinals. You know what I'm saying? So – Marco S. Good evening. Got Diablo McKinney, Xavier Woods as DBs. Should I drop anyone to pick up Javon Holland? Ooh, that's interesting. I like Holland. You know, I mean, I like Brandon as well, Brandon Jones. Um, that's gonna be up to you, my guy. I mean, if you want to get out some of that drippy Miami, I mean, it's week four. It's gonna be ten more days for you to see him play. You might as well throw him on your team now if you're thinking about it. So I don't hate it. I don't I feel a little negligent telling you to do or not who to drop though those guys because I put them all in a very similar tier. So it's probably just gonna come down to who do you like the most, who do you trust the most personally. Um, half PPR dynasty. Yeah, that doesn't really affect the defensive side of things over much. Uh, lunch table legend says Eric Kendricks or Harrison Smith, rest of season. Wow. Um, give me Harrison Smith. I like Eric Kendricks, but uh, even though Jordan Hicks is getting less snaps, he seems to be a busy boy. They're both amazing players. This is not any way, shape, or form an indictment on Eric Kendricks. I just like Harrison Smith a lot. I like the safety position in football a lot. So, And he's a, an elite top-end guy many, many years of his career. Kendricks has been very good as well, a top-end guy the last couple of years. But – Give me Harrison Smith. Holy shit. Albert here says uh, 15 points for an interception. 
bonus for two sacks. Okay, well, if that's the case, I might go to Wosu because, I mean, I mean, you know, I doubt Diablo even has two sacks in his repertoire, but Nwosu at least is an edge rusher, so theoretically, he should have that in his repertoire. You know, Fuckle, you know, Pete doesn't play him 10 snaps or something goofy. Is Perryman back regarding Diablo, says Derek Tickle? That's a good question. I haven't seen anything about that. Um, I just haven't, I'm just to be honest. I haven't. I'm honestly kind of weirded out by the fact that the Raiders are 0-3 right now. Um, everybody's like, oh, weird year. I mean, it's just – even when the Raiders were not good, because everybody thinks they're good now, they could win games. You know what I mean? To be 0-3, that's not – it's a little weird to my to me. Um Anyway, prayers up to Miles Garrett as well. I'm sure you all saw he was in a, a single car accident. Apparently, he swerved to miss uh, an animal. Don't recommend that. Um, if it was a puppy or a kitten, yeah, that's fine. But if you're swerving to miss like a rabbit or a raccoon, my guy, you need to, re, you need to reprioritize your life. Um, yeah, I definitely understand if you're swerving to miss puppies and kittens. I would do the same. But prayers up to him. Apparently, he was not overly injured. His car looked wrecked. But uh, shoulder sprain, some lacerations, cuts, and then um, him, one other, like a bicep sprain. But, I mean, that's not going to affect over much, uh, you know, his lower part of his body still intact. I mean, it's traumatic being in an accident, though, too. I would just go ahead and say I would not anticipate he actually plays this weekend. People are acting like he might. And if he does, I mean, that's all they're going to talk about, about what story it is. But, I mean, just take the week off, man. It's just the Browns. Chris Elliott says, Petrie or Brisker, thanks. Man, that's tough. Petrie blew up last week, and he was on my bench. So, wow, my computer is really going through some things. Um, but I'm probably going to stick it out with Brisker for now. And again, that's not an indictment on Petrie. That's just, you know, either or I'll go with Brisker. For now, that could quickly change. Um, it's awesome that both these guys are coming, you know, starting the year out and in a good way for IDP. You know, we had some safeties last year that really didn't do a whole lot. When you have Trevor, Trevon Morig, and um, who else came out last year? That's the thing. Like, I can't even remember because they didn't make that big of an impact last year. The safety class last year was kind of weak. Um, but this year, you got guys that are definitely making a difference. Andy Kagach, Kugach, sorry if I'm butchering your name, my guy. Literally, y'all, my screen is still showing the intro video 13 minutes in. It's almost done. Wild stuff. Wild stuff. I was disappointed about Micah Parsons' performance. Yeah, so was everybody. I mean, I got on this show on Monday morning, and I mean, I was like, Micah Parsons is God. He's going to get three sacks. He's going to get a forced fumble. He didn't do anything. I mean, he... I'm sure his pressure numbers were decent. Always are. Oh, my gosh, guys, I'm losing track of where we are, and I'm missing questions because I'm bitching about Micah Parsons. Okay, I can see. Okay, practice yesterday. I'm assuming you're talking about Perryman. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he could be coming back. Tyreek Ellis. What's up, Tyreek? Shout out to Tyreek. He's the one who put us all on to Marcus Williams. I mean, he put me on Marcus Williams, so uh, had another good game this last week. You know, not the biggest one he's had, but still going good. But he says Robert Quinn or Hendrickson. I think I have Robert Quinn higher this week. 
I can't pull up my rankings right now just because I do not know what my computer will do if I try to open up another tab. Like I said, we're dealing with some very strange things here in Detroit. But we will prevail. We will persevere. The IDP Army doesn't quit. We don't give up. We don't settle. We just go hard. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Thoughts on Jesse Bates? He just hasn't been the same guy. Yeah, and, I mean, that's probably part and parcel with a lot of things with the um, the Bengals. You know what I mean? This team doesn't look the same. It feels the same, if that makes sense. Like, I don't think they've changed their play style too much, but maybe this is – and I hate to be that guy. You know, maybe the league's figured him out. You know, the most generic talking point for a football team – that's not doing good, but maybe. Okay. I, you were the first to throw out Luvu. I was just about to mention that you liked him. I've been winning ever since. This is where the real IDP information is that a GM could use. Hey, I can't even see your name because of the way this scroll bar is fucked up, but I really appreciate that. Um, I have hits. I have misses too, you know, but so does everybody. I mean, it's not about, you know, being the amazing all the time you know it's about being consistent i mean shit i almost didn't start this live stream up because my computer's messed up but there's like 20 30 people in here y'all care i owe it to you to continue to show up even if my takes are terrible because apparently you want to hear them and hopefully you know i'm you know what do they say if you're you know if you're a fantasy analyst who's 55 percent, he's good i I'd hope i'm 55 percent. you know what i'm saying i think i'm hitting 55 percent on most of these um i don't know somebody run the numbers Okay, real quick, just to tell y'all, I'm in Detroit, Michigan right now. I'm just started working for the uh, Survey Research Institute. Um, so your man's gonna get the spreadsheets out. Now, that's not gonna turn. I'm not gonna turn to a spreadsheet, bro. But I'm definitely going to use my newfound skills and powers to point out the frailties of many of the points um, that are used in fantasy. One thing we talk about a lot is the quality of data. There's so many people in fantasy football world that put out stuff and it's just like people love it. It's like, this is so amazing, blah, blah, blah. But is it like, and I was actually, I've talked to, I've talked to a few people here about, you know, that. And they said, oh yeah, 17 game sample size. They said, that's really, really, and I was like, you know, telling them how dogmatic people seem to be about their, you know, analytical takes. And this one gal, she's been doing this for a while. She's like, yeah, she's like 17 week sample size is really going to be tough to prove truly representative of anything. And I was like, girl, you preaching to the motherfucking quiet. So I'm up here so I can bring this shit out there. Not really here for a job, but I'm just saying I'm, I'm becoming a more well-rounded individual. So hopefully that helps us all. Um, Brisker or Sneed and Lou, Logan Wilson or Hicks? Okay, I'm going to start one more time. Brisker or Sneed? Brisker. Second question and the same question. Logan Wilson, Hicks, or Lloyd? I'm still going with Logan Wilson. That's from Lumber93. Marco says, should I drop David Long from the Titans for Anzalone in Dynasty? I mean, yeah, if you want to win this year, I probably would. You know, there's – I mean, David Long has been – just everything about – the Titans has been disappointing. I won't even say I won't pinpoint anybody. It's no one except for Kevin Byard. He's a beast. Um, and then Rashad Weaver has been kind of coming on strong, but those aren't the kind of guys that get attention. 
on football teams. Kevin Byard does sometimes, but that's only because his PFF grades back up that he's actually good. He's actually been good for a long time. Derek Tickle says, is Pete Warner taking tap wall opportunities away from DeMario Davis? Mm, I feel weird answer, try, even trying to pretend to know the answer to that, my guy. I'm sorry. Um, should I pivot away from DeMario for Josie Jewel or Perryman if he's back? That question I feel comfortable answering, and I would not. I would just stick with DeMario Davis personally. Even though Pete Werner seems to be a busy boy, uh, DeMario Davis has a lot of upside as a, as a football player. Um, and he gets a good game, a weird, the weird game. They get the London game this week. So they get Kirk Cousins in London. Those games end up being weird. Um, yeah, get yourself get yourself some action in that game tomorrow, Davis. You can do you could do a lot worse on either side of the ball uh, for that game. You hear this? You hear this? It's still trying to work itself out, y'all. This is crazy. And now my scroll bar is not working. Okay, I see some Brandy, Brandon Jones, Richie Grant, or Cam Curl. Yeah, I'm probably still gonna stick with Brandon Jones personally. Cam Curl came back last week. He immediately kind of took back over his role as a primary starter. Didn't play 100 percent of snaps. I forget exactly what it was. I think it was in the high 80s, which is you know still a good good number to play. Um, not the best, but good. You're not gonna sink your team from a snap share percentage. Uh, process but i'm probably still going to stay with brandon jones personally okay oh no but if you had to marcus lawrence you were jumping up and down yeah donovan wilson have one sack and almost had a second yeah donovan wilson before jerron curse was the guy he was kind of the guy um and he's seems like curse is back though apparently so if you did stream him in um Good on you if you have like a dynasty team, which you may have. Uh, that was good. Yeah, Demarcus Lawrence. I mean, literally, this is how. Like when I saw Demarcus Lawrence like make one of his first big plays, I was like, "Who is that?" That's how much Demarcus Lawrence like doesn't show up really, and that's unfortunate because um, he did have a great game. You know what I'm saying? But just I would I would I wouldn't expect him to be doing things like that on a regular basis. Just like I wouldn't expect Micah Parsons to not be doing things like that on a regular basis. Buckner or Henderson? Definitely. Or Hen Hendrickson. Definitely Hendrickson. Buckner is not – his upside is just not what it I want it to be or anybody wants it to be. Anthony Ballister, you owe it to yourself to keep up the grind. Yeah, I mean, I know to myself, I owe it to y'all. I mean, it's only week four. You know, if it was week like 13, I might be like, man, they can figure it out themselves or throw me a DM. But it's week four. Like, we're out here fighting. You know, this is the IDP Army. Like, this is aggressive. Like, we want to win. You know, if you lost last week's battle, you want to win this week's battle more. I want to come help you do that as best I can. Um, so, yeah, I feel, you know, I feel responsible. I am responsible. I mean, no one's going to tell me I have to do this. No one's going to tell me I don't have to do this. We're a completely independent YouTube channel, company, brand, whatever you want to call it. Um, I'm doing this for y'all. And you can do me a big favor, throw me a super chat or join the Patreon. That'd be cool. But it's not necessary. But it'd be awesome. All right. Window washed 
RXXX dad. Better Cleveland athlete in the history ranks. Yeah, scroll down. Maybe it's frozen. Carlos Dansby or Alonzo Gee. I'm gonna leave that to the uh, the folks in the in the comment section because I'm not a uh, well versed in the historical um, significance of Cleveland athletes, Carlos Dansby or Alonzo Gee. You know, Alonzo, I don't know many Alonzos. I know an Almanzo, you know, Almanzo Wilder, husband of Laura Ingalls Wilder. But uh, Alonzo, there's Anzalone. I don't know. All right, Michael Pickle says, Dorrance Armstrong versus Washington or Chandler Jones versus Denver at DL. I'm still playing Chandler Jones. This is the thing with Chandler Jones. He's like... He'll have four weeks where he does almost nothing for you. He gets you five, six, seven, eight points. And then he'll have a week, two or three weeks of season where he'll score 40, 35, 40 points. You don't want him on your bench when that happens because when you don't want him on your, and that's, that was a risk when you put him on your team. I mean, you don't want him on his, your bench when that happens because that's why you drafted him for those games, not for the ones he's been having. You draft him for those games. So if the crappy games are already in the rearview mirror, what does that mean? I don't know. Maybe there's more crappy games coming, or maybe he's got some positive regression coming his way. To uh, borrow a phrase from my analytical homies. So let's see if I can scroll down now. Oh my gosh, my screen. Okay, here we go. Michael, Andy coming in again, says Michael Walker, Zayden Collins, or Gruje Hill. Have to start one with Roquan and TJ Edwards. I like Michael Walker. I've really been coming around on him a lot. Uh, I think he's in a good role. I like that he's a rookie and he's kind of been able to really just, you know, make a difference. Zayden Collins would be my second and then Gruje Hill third. The only reason I wouldn't just plug and play Gruje Hill is because you're kind of you know, he and Kirksey are probably going to go back and forth, back and forth, whereas you kind of know Zayvon Collins is going to be the primary guy. I like that. Michael Walker is sharing time with Rashawn Evans, so maybe Zayvon Collins is the smarter choice. But I like Michael Walker right now, um, so I'd probably play him. All right. One take Jake says, choose two. Julian Love, Von Bell, Logan Wilson, or Derek Forrest. Yeah, Derek Forrest, I would pull him off your list now. With uh, Cam Curl coming back, he saw his snaps dip pretty significantly. I don't think he's completely trashed. I don't think he's dead. I don't think his season's over by any stretch of the imagination yet. But I'm not starting him right now. That being said, Logan Wilson is 100% going to be in my lineup. And I like Von Bell a lot. But just to maybe I don't know, check my rankings on idparmy.com, I'm Probably have Von Bell hired. I think that's the probably the play. Uh, one take Jake. So I'll roll Logan Wilson, Von Bell. All right. Michael Charles says pick four Wagner, Luvu, Holcomb, Barton, CJ Mosley, or Anzalone. CJ Mosley is definitely 100% going in the lineup. Wagner is 100% going in the lineup. Luvu is 100% going in the lineup. So there's three right there. And I'm a, I'm a Cole Holcomb guy, so I'm going to throw Holcomb out there. 
I don't, that's not shading. This is not an indictment, you know, Cody Barton or Alex Anzalone. This is just what I would do. These are guys I want to watch play. These are guys that I have a vested interest in, perhaps, maybe. Check my rankings. I want them to do good. Daniel Hunter Hendrickson. I'm going to go Hunter here. Now, I don't know my rankings on site. I haven't, I need to go back and check them. Um, I've only done one draft this week so far. I don't know if I actually, that that's going to be reflected there, but Daniel Hunter is higher floor, higher upside um, than Hendrickson. Um, yeah, that's kind of where I'm, that's where I'm at with him. I love Hendrickson. Just he doesn't do as much statistically on the field. I'm sure his pressures are amazing as Daniel Hunter. Points. Neil Hunter throws his arms up. He bats balls. He forces fumbles. He makes a lot of tackles for loss. Makes a lot of just tackles in general. He's had seasons well over 65 tackles. I think he's been into the 70s two or three times. Trey Hendrickson is lucky to hit like 40 tackles a season. He compensates for that by getting like 25 quarterback hits, which are the same score. And IDP 1, 2, 3 scoring is an assisted tackle. So you could kind of, you know, do a little mental math there, some gymnastics and see, okay, well, he still does well, but he's not doing it the way and with as much, he doesn't have as many outs as Daniel Hunter has. So give me Hunter. Infinite possibilities. Got a pretty big question here. I'm in a 16 team, 53 man roster IDP dynasty league with two flex on offense and on defense. I traded Asante Samuel and Ashton Davis for David Ogajobi. For David Ogajobi. Oh, I'm assuming that's David Ogajobi. Uh, my linebackers are Luvu and Warner. And Luvu Warner and Davis Gaither. Did I do bad? Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Honestly, I don't, I don't know. It was that big, you would really have to look at your whole team and roster construction to, to have a better idea of like you know values. And it's definitely going to be dependent on the rest of your team's roster makeup. Um, so I don't feel comfortable saying you did good or bad. I don't, I don't like to look at trades like that though, like. In a vacuum, yeah, this player is worth more than that player. But we're not in a vacuum. Each fantasy football league is an ecosystem of predators, prey, and scavengers, okay? You're one of those three things if you're in your league. That's what it is. Um, 
and you just got to do what you got to do. And there's going to be different apex predators in different leagues. There's going to be different people who have different play styles, roster constructions, etc. All that stuff goes into how you would value a single player to a single person. So when it comes to trades, I don't like to arbitrarily say you won or you lost. Um, you know, I like to look more at your overall team and see how your team is doing and see if it's a winning team or not. Does that make sense? Anthony Ballister, congrats on 2K subs. Yeah, appreciate that, Anthony. You know, um, 2K subs is not easy to do. Um, hope they don't take us down. That would be really, really hurtful. But, uh, yeah, I appreciate it, man. It's, it's been a fun journey, a uh, long, hard journey. I don't want to downplay it too much. It's been a long, hard journey to get here, y'all. Um, Nobody retweeted our channel or me into relevance. I'll just put it that way. We fucking earned every one of you motherfuckers out there. And I'm proud. I'll say that to your fucking face. I know it's true. And you know it's true, too. That's how I know you ain't going nowhere. Because you wouldn't have been here in the first place. Because no one told you to come here. No one said, hey, I have clout. You should do what I say. Mm -mm. That didn't happen over here. All right, Final Fablas says, start three between Jordan Brooks, Devondre Campbell, Logan Wilson, Antoine Winfield, and Minka Fitzpatrick. Ooh, that's a fun little group of guys. 10 PPR, 10, 10 team PPR, so IDP isn't super point heavy. No pass deflections, tackles for loss. Ooh, okay, that's very relevant information. Mainly just tackles, sacks, and interceptions are four. All right, well, with that information, you're going to pull out Minka Fitzpatrick. You're going to pull out Antoine Winfield. You're just you're going to stick to your linebackers in this situation because if pass deflections don't get scored, I mean, guys that are deep down the field, that's what their primary job is. Like, they want to stop the player that they're guarding from getting the ball. If he gets it, they tackle and they get the points. But if they actually do their job appropriately, a.k.a. defend the pass, they're not getting scored for that. <laughs> That sucks, man. So tell your league mates to fix that um, and just stick with probably Jordan Brooks. You know, I mean, that's probably your best bet. Just go for the tackles. Devondre Campbell is a disruptive guy. Logan Wilson's disruptive, but you're not going to get a lot of points for their disruption. All you're going to get points for is just your basic bread and butter tackles. Then go with a bread and butter linebacker. Jordan Brooks is that guy. Kevin Vasquez says, stuck on the fence on dropping Antoine Winfield and rolling the dice with. Sorry, I can't see. It looks like. I can't see it yet. I'm sorry, man. Traverius Ward. I would stick with Winfield. I would stick with Winfield. What's up with Traverius Ward? I've actually heard his name has been coming up a little bit just in like just around. You know, I, I'm kind of not really sure what or why that is. I don't know. Maybe I'm missing something. But I'm still sticking with Antoine. With what you just said about Hendrickson, does does he have the same value as Miles Garrett? See, this is another fantasy thing. Like point for point, they're really freaking close, okay? But if you go to some nameless, faceless person, and you say, here, I'll trade you player X who puts up 17 points a week, or I'll trade you player Y, who puts up 18 points a week. They're going to take the 18 points, right? 
But if you just go up to him and say, here's Miles Garrett, here's Trey Hendrickson, it doesn't matter about the points. There's what's called, there's, there's brand recognition. There's individual player brand recognition and equity that takes place in actual NFL and on fantasy, you know? Like, think about the Saints. You know a guy who has really high brand equity on the Saints? Cameron Jordan. People know Cameron Jordan. His name means something. That's because of his play, but that's because of his personality, who he is, what he does. So he's always going to have more value just in a general selling. He's going to be easier to sell, more liquid, if we were to take a market word, because people know who he is and what they're going to get. Even if they don't really know what they're going to get, they think they know what they're going to get because they know who Cameron Jordan is. Whereas if I say, hey, you want Emmanuel Ogba? 70% of NFL fans, NFL fans, fantasy people, 90% of fantasy people be like, who's that? Who's Emmanuel Ogba? Emmanuel Ogba doesn't have any brand equity. Now, if Emmanuel Ogba, I don't know, got on his IG Live tonight after the game and they won and was at a strip club, then his brand equity goes up because people know who he is. You know what I'm saying? So there's just – there are so many variables that go into fantasy football that aren't just player X did Y and C happened. You know what I mean? Like there's so much more that goes into it. Um, so to go back to your question with that long-winded response, no, Miles Garrett is always going to be worth infinitely more than Trey Hendrickson. doesn't matter what Trey Hendrickson does. And that's just reality. You know what I mean? It's just reality. It's not good. It's not bad. It just is. And thank you. Hey, welcome. All right, infinite possibilities. I like when people come into your chat on some BS and you can tell them a nice to go to another channel and get the hell out. <laughs> Ecosystem. Yeah, I mean, I don't mind. If people want to come in here and flame. I mean, I don't give a fuck. I mean, do whatever you want to do with your time. Doesn't I mean, it literally doesn't do anything to me. You know what I mean? Like... Like I said, no one's fucking, there was no, there was no helping hand. Okay. <laughs> we fought every fucking step of this fight. Some little motherfucker, you know, making some fake account, talking some dumb shit. That's cool. I mean, that's great. If that makes you feel good about yourself, keep doing it, I guess. I'll mute you, you know, but fucking throw, throw blows. I don't care. <laughs> Whatever. With you, we are apex predators over here. Thanks for the advice, bro. Yeah. I mean, again, I think... You'll hear certain guys in the fantasy space call it an economy. It's not an economy. Okay. That's they want to sound smart. You know, I know the pod father did a video or something about like, you know, your portfolio, blah, blah. That's that is corny. Him saying it was corny too, because he says that shit himself. But he's it's corny. But ecosystem, you know, the ecological, you know, I I, I want to write an actual article about this because it's you're not just playing players like your league is also the people you're in it with. So there aren't just archetypes for players, like a third round high upside running back. There's archetypes for people in your leagues. The asshole who doesn't do trades. The guy who's always always on the waivers. You know, there's the, there's the guy that uh, is always sending trade offers. There's just, there's the guy in your league that literally won't do anything. And he's got three championships and you won't hear from him for six months. And then he'll do a blockbuster trade. I have actual words for that. I have actual, like, I've written all this. I have all kinds of information everywhere. But there's a, a way that I view my leagues. I view them as ecosystems. And like I said, your predators, your prey, your scavengers. 
The funny thing about scavengers is they think they're predators. The funny thing about prey is they think they're predators. It's funny, but there are ways that I categorize how people act and interact in a league to put them into these things. And when you can define people in your leagues, you can see your competition is. And not just looking at their team, looking at them, how they play, how they're going to get where they're going. So um, I think it's a really fun way to look at your leagues. Um, that gives me a little bit of an edge. And again, it just tells me who I should be looking out for and who I shouldn't. Um, just helps me categorize things. So, yeah, appreciate the the, the shout though. Infinite possibilities. You're kind. Of, I mean, I don't recognize your name around here. Thanks for coming through. I mean, were you here last week or week before? Um, we appreciate you, everybody who's here. Make sure you throw us a little like, sub the channel. I don't have anything in the description of this video because my computer's fucked. I don't have a thumbnail done yet. Hopefully I can get all that stuff kind of done post-production. But um, yeah, hit me with a, if you all have a few more questions, throw them in here. I'm, I've reached the bottom of my chat per my chat. I don't know if that's a real thing or not um, because my screen has literally just been frozen like 80% of this time. I almost want to take a picture of it and post it. That's what I'm going to do because there are people watching and y'all are probably like, man, this guy's bullshit. I'm going to take a picture of my screen for you guys just so you can see what I've been looking at here. I'll post it on Twitter. I think I can post stuff like that on. I think I can post stuff like that on on the on the uh, YouTube channel, too. I don't ever post anything on our YouTube channel, though, like words-wise. I swear if you act like you're doing something right now, I'm going to be so mad. All right, y'all. Um, I'll keep sitting here for another couple of minutes. I'm going to post this picture just so <laughs> y'all can see. I'm on Twitter, at 50 Shades of Drunk, if you want to go look at it. Hey, Infinite Possibilities says, let me encourage you to write the article. I won a Super Bowl because of you last year. Yeah, bro, that's what we're talking about. Get litty. Stack those W's. <laughs> stream screen 40 minutes in <laughs> yeah writing is something where i love the ecosystem breakdown hey i appreciate it and listen and watch because fantasy space is a lot of appropriation so it wouldn't surprise me if you heard something like that pop up in the next few months from somebody somewhere but just remember that archetype, that concept started right here. Um, that's why I haven't honestly said it much because I'm afraid people are going to bite it um, because it is really good. And I know that because I've written it down and written it out. And it's good shit. Okay. Screen, stream, screen, 40 minutes in. LOL. Sometimes you just got to go with it. All right. What are your thoughts on Lewis Seen and Roger McCreary? Yeah, Seen, I mean, they're probably stash guys right now. Um, I'm not putting them in my, 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 my starting lineup right now. All right. We got one from Adrian McFadden. He says, non-PPR. First off, why? Um, he says, Waddle over St. Brown. I mean – in non-PPR, it's, like, so hard for my brain to even reconcile, like, how players can help you. Um, I'm going to go St. Brown 
just because it's more of a funnel there, I guess. So maybe the touchdown comes to him more likely. I'm sure someone out there's got a, you know, a heat chart showing you that that's wrong. But Richie Grant or Xavier Woods, I'm probably gonna stick with Woods. I've uh, been playing a lot of those box snaps. Uh, Jeremy Chin, not, not. I don't want to say not like he's not doing. Just not. How do I say this? He's not like a difference-making fantasy defensive back right now. What does that mean? That means the guys, the other guys around him, Xavier Woods, somebody like that's probably in similar on par. So, yeah, I, I like him more than Richie Grant right now probably. But, again, like I haven't really dug into Richie Grant a whole, whole lot. So if you know something I don't know, Andy, you know, this is a, a sharing information is what friends do, right? <laughs> Uh, Sachin, ah, hey, what's up, Sachin Bandari? How you doing, man? Good to see you tonight. Uh, should I drop Christian Kirksey for Zayvon Collins? Cause Kirksey has a bye in week six. Ooh, bye week's coming up, man. <sighs> Y'all season's just clicking by, man. Wild stuff. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't hate it. You know, you're if you're already looking ahead like that, um, and Collins is out there, I don't, I don't hate it. You know, if you think that you know there's a chance he disappears off waivers too, I'll go get him now. So, I'm into that, Sasha. And he says I also stack Buda Baker and Jalen Thompson, and has been so solid. Yeah, it's something that has finally come around this last year. I did it three years ago, and it was one of the best years I ever had. I triple stacked Alex Smith. Okay, this is pre-Patrick Mahomes. Alex Smith, Tyreek Hill, and um, Travis Kelsey. And I was this close to putting Kareem Hunt on that same team. All those guys finished like one of their positions that year, um, which nobody says it's impossible. Same th Things like that happen on defense, too. You have edge rushers both finish top. Cam Hayward, TJ Watt. You have defensive backs, Buda Baker, and even when Tyron Matthew was there, they both had pretty good seasons. Uh, when Tyron Matthew was in Houston, he and Justin Reed had a really good year. Justin Reed now with the Chiefs. Um, Von Bell and Jesse Bates last year and the year before have had good seasons. Before Von Bell was there, Sean Williams and Jesse Bates. You know, So tandems like that can be good. Um, I'm glad you're doing it. I'm glad it's working out for you. Uh, and you started early in the season, too, so it's not like you have anxiety about it, like you feel comfortable doing that. I think there's something to be said about that as well psychologically. I said this a couple of weeks ago on the show. After I drafted um, Curtis Samuel in a lot of leagues, just because I've always been a Curtis Samuel guy, and he's like, it was free. It literally didn't cost anything. I put him on my teams. Well, it blows up week one. I put him in all my lineups week two. Why? Even if I thought I had a better player, it's because I wanted to acclimate myself to seeing Curtis Samuel in my starting lineup. And if he's going to keep being good, I would much rather him keep being good in my lineup than on my bench as a value that I can, you know, post on Twitter about how smart I am. You know, look at who I got. No, fuck who I got. Who are you playing? Are you winning? What's going on? You know, are you making those tough decisions? Are you making them soon enough to be equitable for your whole season? So, I dropped Curtis Samuel in all my lineups after the first week, and I'm just sitting on it. You know what I'm saying? Just sitting pretty. So kudos to you for playing Baker and Jalen Thompson both, kind of just getting acclimated to what that feels like, looks like in your lineup, and just understanding that it can be 
and is a good decision. Ken Vasco says, I have Bobby Wags, Jordan Hicks, and Michael Walker. Can only play two. One-point tackle, three-point sack, two-point TFL, one-point pass defended, and half-point assisted tackle. I'd probably go Wags. Still stick with B-Wags. Um, well, yeah, I'll probably go Wags. I like Jordan Hicks as well here, but I'm probably going to go with Wagner. Just You have such a resume of success, longevity, efficiency. Oh, God forbid a player be efficient, but year over year, it's because of the scheme. That's what I think about your scheme. <laughs> uh, Bengals line going to hold up tonight? Fuck no. They're going to get wrecked. Like, they're going to get wrecked, wrecked on the fence about starting Melvin. I mean, I picked him up. I'm playing him in some spots because he was out on waivers. I mean, Big Mel, he's sitting out there. He won uh, AFC Defensive Player of the Month. People, I didn't even – I barely knew – I barely caught that he signed with Miami. He's Defensive Player of the Month. I mean, you know he feels that. You know, I mean, if you follow him on social media, you know he walking around mm, – just puffed out, you know what I'm saying? Like, he's ready to get at Burrow tonight. Um, he wants to keep that shit rolling. So, I would probably start him. And like I said, the Bengals line is just, it's just, it's it's trash. I mean, it's like somebody just, I mean, it's it's not good. It's just not good. Burrow is good. While a lot of players on that team are good, that line is just not good. There's nothing else I can say about it. Um and he's not playing the Jets pass rushers this week, okay? Don't get it fucking twisted, okay? Everybody gassed up old Carl Lawson, love Quentin Williams and all this. Great. Good names on paper, good draft equity. You know, everybody looks good. Everybody's feeling good. You know, New York media, blah, 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 blah. At the end of the day, they didn't really do shit to Burrow. Now, but this Miami defense is not that defense, okay? Just remember that. This Miami defense is not that. This is Melvin Ingram. This is Emmanuel Ogba. This is Jalen Phillips. This is Brandon Jones. This is Jerome Baker. This is Javon Holland. This is Xavier Woods. This is um, not Xavier Woods. Xavier Howard. I mean, this is these are dogs. All right, these are dogs that have been put together over the past four or five years to build an incredible unit. All right, granted, Salas put together a decent little unit up there, but I mean, it's two years old. It's fresh. Okay, it's just not what this is. All right, Petrie, Hufanga, Chin, start one, and then Lulu, Warner, Ward. Warner, start one. Um, I'm starting Hufanga. You have to start Hufanga. He's been a beast to start the season. And then between the other ones, I'm probably going to start Luvu. Luvu or Lloyd. I just – you guys know how I feel about Fred Warner. He's just one of those names, just like Jira Alexander or Aaron Donald. It's like, oh, there's a defensive player I know. I'll talk about him for five minutes, says every announcer in the booth. Every intern before the games. Okay, who are the three most well-known defensive players? i got to put their data in here real quick. Yeah, okay, that guy, good, perfect. Talking points, okay, we got two defensive players in there, great. Defensive players need their own fucking everything. Collective bargaining agreement, um, union, whatever you want to call it. Get them some love in the media. I can't wait for Cam Jordan. I mean, he's already doing media stuff, but 
he's going to be good for the defensive people. Y'all need to holler at him. Tell him to come uh, on the IDP Army. Say, bro, you'd be good on a defensive fantasy show. He's chirping their ears a little bit, you know. People will tell you, too. People will tell you one man, one voice won't make a difference. Mm -mm. You can make a difference, friend. Just keep chirping. They want you to shut up. That's why they say stuff like that. Same thing with fantasy pros. Say, hey, you guys best friends with Sleeper or Boy Jordan Reigns, IDP123. How about y'all show the man some love? How about y'all give him a little kickback? What's up with them royalties? You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Someone get me a fucking lawyer. <clears throat> Dynasty League, who wins? A Leonard Fournette or Kenneth Walker trade? The Kenneth Walker trade. Leonard Fournette. Um, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Sorry, sorry, sorry. In my head, I read that as Darius Leonard. Um Team already has CMC, Damian Pierce, Stevenson. Only need one RB at the rest of the spots and flex filled wide receiver. I'm definitely going to – I mean, I don't know if this is Dynasty. Okay. If it's Dynasty, you have – I play Dynasty different than a lot of people. I'm always in win-now mode. I actually just renamed my Dynasty rankings, which you'll – this is another thing. Bookmark this, somebody. Win-now Dynasty rankings. That's what I call them. That's how mine are set up. Win now dynasty rankings. That's going to be a thing in the next year or two. Just watch. Um, but anyway, um, Fournette. Richie Grant starts at SS for the Falcons. Didn't start last year and plays a good amount of snaps. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, I kind of had him mixed up with um, the guy for the Jaguars there for a second. Good amount of snaps. Has he made a big impact, though? Has he made a really big difference? I haven't. I'll be honest, I've only watched like 20 snaps of Falcons football this year. Don't have any players on my teams from them, except for Drake London. Um, just not really interested in the Falcons. I've heard a lot of good things about Michael Walker. Um, Mariota's looking good. Drake London's looking good. Kyle Pitts looks like Kyle Pitts. Replacement level tight end for fantasy, as he's always been. People in earnest sat here for months and said to you, Kyle Pitts is worth as much and sometimes even more than Travis Kelsey and Mark Andrews. As of this moment, Kyle Pitts is averaging 7.2 half PPR points per game. Mark Andrews tripling that with almost 22. And Travis Kelsey is averaging like 19 points a game. So I didn't say that shit. I'll tell you that right now. Everybody's out here self-flagellating, accountability posts, blah, blah, blah. They won't say a fucking word about Kyle Pitts. Oh, I missed on a popular player everyone missed on. <laughs> I hope I can learn more in the future. <laughs> nah, get out of here with that. I'm not about it. Um, seeing what I can do for Dynasty has done good for tackles thus far. So that's on Richie Grant. Yeah, I mean, he's young too. So in Dynasty, I mean, players like that who haven't really broken out yet with their impact plays, you know, with their big, big games, game-winning plays, just, you know, meaningful, meaningful defensive plays, not tackles, good time to go get a hold of those players, acquire those players. All right, Jay Dunn says, hey, Jordan, I'm a little worried about playing Trey Hendrickson and Logan Wilson against the Dolphins tonight. I have Okreki, Rodriguez, Rodrigo. Let's call him Rodrigo. Um, 
Rodriguez as linebacker on the bench, and then Shoyinka and Jordan Phillips at DL. I would still play Logan Wilson, and I would still play Hendrickson. Why are you worried? Can I, may I ask? You know, is there, are we overly concerned with like Tua's protection? You know, I mean, he didn't look very well protected last week. Um, so, oh, wow. Questions are coming up. That's cool. Lucky you. Haha. Ha, I got Patterson, London, Pitts, Grant, and Walker. Yeah. Somehow 3 and 0, he says. I mean, flex. I mean, if I had Kyle Pitts and I was 3 and 0, I would flex. I'd be like, I don't even fucking need a tight end. I just wait. I always say things like this. I would say, I'm 3 and 0 in this league, and I threw away my third round pick. Because you fucking bums aren't that good. That's the kind of shit you got to tell people, Andy. You got to say, I took one for the team. I wanted you guys to have a chance to maybe. That's how you shit talk. <laughs> hmm. All right, y'all. I'm honestly 54 minutes. I can't believe it. We're almost on an hour. We still have you know a dozen-ish people in here. Thank you to each and every one of you who has come through here. Um, I appreciate it a lot. Like I said, you know, if you want to support the IDP Army, easiest way to do that is leave us a thumbs up and a five-star rating and review if you listen to the podcast. Second easiest way is to give us money. And you can do that by going to Patreon. You can do that by joining a YouTube membership. You can super chat us. Yeah, a little tip jar on my YouTube, on my Twitter handle. You can do that. You don't have to. You know what I mean? Like, I'm going to be here either way. But um, we can do bigger, better things and more, you know, with with uh, with that lev financial leverage. So if you all want to keep seeing IDP, levering up, making a difference, um, trust me, your funds will go to the appropriate places and won't just slide in my pocket. Um, eventually, someday, funds will just slide in my pocket. But there needs to be a lot more funds coming in for that. So in the meantime, show love, show support. Do me a favor. Tell somebody about the show. And, yeah, we'll be back. Um Okay, I'm still in Detroit. I'll be on, I guess, Sunday morning. I really hope the internet is better on Sunday morning. I might go to like, no, I won't because I have to do training on Sunday morning, y'all. So it'll probably be Bomber, Mace, Billy, Joe, Josh. It'll be some combination of everybody in the IDP Army except for myself, unfortunately. And that really hurts because I love y'all. Sunday mornings are like my jam, but got to do what I got to do. So, um, yeah. I guess I'm out. I'm going to go ahead and just end the broadcast. I would normally run the music, but it's still running on my screen. So appreciate everybody came through. Andy, Dan, um, Limit Possibilities. I mean, everybody was all kinds of people. I appreciate each and every one of you guys and gals. Um, IDP, baby. And the P is for positivity. Stay woke. In broadcast. Do something. This has been a wild recording. An absolutely wild recording. Okay. In broadcast. 
say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.